Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome to Bet the Edge, Monday, October 10th. I'm Jay Croucher, joined by Brad Thomas. Today, we're going to go through and analyze uh, everything that happened on Sunday, talk about some stock up teams who both come from the same part of the country in New York City. It's rare that we're talking about stock up for New York football teams, but we'll dive into that. We'll take a look at Chiefs Raiders as well, and then we'll finish off with some of our favorite NBA win totals in the Eastern Conference. Brad? How are you, mates? And uh, what did you make of Sunday? Man, I'm pretty good. And Sunday was a, uh, a fun day of betting if you were on the right side. There were a lot of weird things that happened, a lot of hooks, a lot, a lot of hooks, which, you know, is always good for Vegas, not really good for the better. No, no, not particularly. I think there were some really <laughs> tough beats, particularly on Eagles minus five oh, yeah. that felt that it was home early. Uh, Seahawks plus five and a half. I'm still not sure how that bet didn't yeah. win. Um, I felt like that should have been a Seattle money line triumph, uh, let alone <laughs> not even covering the plus five and a half. But one underdog that did cover were the New York Giants, who I don't think many people were taking plus eight. I would guess that uh, 90% of America was on the Packers in that spot. Uh, but the Giants, they're your stock up team. Uh, so yes. talk to us about the Giants, Brad. You know, crazy. I took Giants plus nine and a half. And this is, you know, when the when the news came out about Daniel Jones that he was going to play, I was like, oh, I need to get on this line. But it's ultimately, it's not really about Daniel Jones. They're such a well-coached team where if you look at their metrics, like none of their metrics point to them being this fan, fantastic team. I think their PFF grades, all, every single metric they have is below 70 except for running it's Saquon Barkley who's leading the charge here this team is doing so much with so little the injuries have just absolutely decimated them yet they're finding ways to win you know there was there was a time when we were talking about the NFC East calling it the NFC least and look at this we have a ton of teams who are four and one three and one and the Giants are my stock up team just because you could see the way they play, right? Like Brian Double changed the culture of that team. And whenever you have a good culture, you can kind of mask the issues you might have in, in limited availability or, you know, making bad decisions on defense. But they believe uh, it's crazy to see that, you know, Giants fans are, are sending tweets out in the mornings on Monday saying that Monday victory feeling like this is a, a team that's thriving and alive. 
Yeah, it's incredible that they are four and one because they are definitely more competent than expected, but they're not a four and one team, but <laughs> they are because they've gotten that record. And their next five weeks aren't too unkind. Really difficult game against yeah. the Ravens coming up where they're five and a half point underdogs. But then after that, Jags, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, like they have a chance, they have a chance to go three and two and be seven and three, which seems <laughs> absurd. Um, Brian Dable is now second favorite for coach of the year behind Nick Sirianni. I think Sirianni is still the clear favorite there just because the Giants, they're not an elite team. They have a four-game losing streak in them at any time. Uh, so I think that their most likely award winner is, is Saquon Barkley for comeback player of the year. He's minus 250 now. Uh, and I think that I think that's a little bit too um, <laughs> a little bit too favorable to Saquon, but at the same time, it's probably just a bet on health. And the Giants yeah. not imploding, and then my man Geno Smith uh, not making a charge. I think Geno should be the second favorite in that market. Now, Brad, I'm looking forward to the Giants Jets Super Bowl in February. <laughs> I'm going to make the look ahead line for that Jets minus one and a half. They're my team uh, that I want to talk about this morning. Uh, they they have the emphatic win over Miami, which obviously does carry an asterisk because it was against Skylar Thompson, but. At the same time, 40-17 wins in the NFL don't come cheap over anyone. And I think it's just all about the youth for the Jets and their, their rookie of the year candidates on both sides of the ball. Brees Hall, uh, who had 197 scrimmage yards yesterday and a touchdown and was two yards away from three touchdowns on the day. He's now the joint favorite for offensive rookie of the year with Damian Pierce. I would make Hall the favorite over Pierce. Uh, I just think he has more upside. And then Sauce Gardner. Uh, who is plus 600 for Defensive Rookie of the Year behind uh, Devin Lloyd of the Jags. Uh, I just think that the Jets, one, they're just a lot more fun um, than yes, anticipated. Yeah. Uh, this is the most fun Jets team in, in years. And then also, I just think there is a level of competence, um, mainly offensively. They've just got a lot of talented skill position players now. There's, it's not just Brees Hall, but it's also... Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, rejuvenated. Um, even like Braxton Barrett and Michael Carter, like they have pieces now. Uh, and the defense with Saul Gardner, with Reed, they've got a good cornerback duo. Uh, still not an elite defense by any means, but more competent than anticipated. Uh, and look, they were plus 800 to make the playoffs coming into last week. That's going to shorten when that market goes back up. And I think the thing to look at is that they're only seven and a half point underdogs in Lambeau <laughs> Field, uh, which is incredible. Just quickly to put you on the spot, do, would you do you like the Jets plus seven and a half against the really inconsistent Packers team? I have to like the Jets. I was on the Jets this weekend, and when Skylar Thompson was in, I was like, this is music to my ears. But against the Packers, like the Packers have done so little offensively, they don't lack they lack that burst, the big playability, the the sure handedness of the receivers. Like if you you think back to when they had. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, you could count on them to finish drives instead of having to, to settle for field goals. Now the Jets, they score points. You said it, Brees Hall. Man, I was actually kind of down on Brees Hall before the season started. I was like, he's not going to get enough touches. This man is doing so much, and he's so explosive. It tra His game translated so well. So I just think the Jets will score enough points to make it a game in that, oh, ever-elusive hooker on there with the, the seven and a half. This game's into a seven-point game. It's, it's, it's money in the bank. Yeah, and I think the Packers' defense, which people coming into the season thought had a had the potential to be a five, top seven unit, uh, they haven't shown anything uh, this year. They cannot stop the run to save their lives, even if they know you're running the ball every single time, uh, like the Giants did, like the Bears did, like the Patriots did. They still just cannot stop 
the rush. Uh, and then the passing defense has been a little bit better, but still not elite. So, yeah, all of a sudden, Jets at Packers, which was before the season, you'd look at like the definition or just throwaway game, Packers minus 13, um, Packers minus 13 or whatever. But now that's actually a captivating game and kind of a must win for the Packers if they want to keep pace with the Vikings in the NFC North and the Vikings another favorite uh, in that division. Now, before we get into Raiders Chiefs, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on the NASCAR circuit and in the Premier League, which is a league I take a lot more interest now uh, that my Gunners are top of the table after beating Liverpool. There is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Cowboys and Eagles in our Sunday Night 7 contest. That's a pretty high-leverage game. Eagles minus five, it's opened at. And um, that's definitely going to be one that will break down later in the week. But let's get into... Primetime game tonight, Raiders versus Chiefs. Uh, this has been a recipe for Patrick Mahomes, basically, to have the spotlight and do his Patrick Mahomes MVP type of things. I think everyone's expecting a high-scoring Chiefs blowout. Uh, any interest in the Raiders plus seven and a half, Brad? No, I don't have any interest in the Raiders. Uh, ultimately, this lies with this Raiders defensive line was supposed to be something that we were going to marvel at all season, yet they haven't really been getting pressure on the quarterback and that's making life very easy and tough on their secondary. So I think that this seven, this seven point spread is very important, right? Had it been somewhere like five and a half, I probably would have been a little bit more keen to bet the Raiders making it seven and a half, anything over that five and a half number just makes me believe that the chiefs are going to just go out there and put on an offensive performance. I'll tell you something funny. I'm playing in fantasy football and the guy that I'm playing against, he's starting, Valdez scanning, he's starting Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes, and he's projected to beat me, yet I have like a 60-point lead. And those are the only three players he has because I even think that the guys who make the projections know that Patrick Mahomes is going to have his way with this defense. Now, the competence of the Raiders' offense is not there, and I don't think they're – this is not a Raiders team who's going to keep up in a shootout with the with the uh, Chiefs. A fun angle that I actually like in this game would probably be uh, – Elaire two touchdowns and Travis Kelsey two touchdowns parlay those two together you'll get massive massive bang for your buck and it's something that realistically could and should happen yeah I think Mahomes certainly in the first game against the Raiders last year because Mahomes went through that almost two-month stretch where he just wasn't Patrick Mahomes last yeah. year really weird uneven performances against uh against the Packers against the Titans the Cowboys he, he wasn't really right but then he had that game against the Raiders in prime time where he had 106 yards uh, passing and five touchdowns. So he certainly shouldn't have too many issues with this defense. And I mean, you touched on it, how underwhelming the, the defensive line has been. Like outside of Max Crosby, this team just has no path to a competent defense. Yeah. There's just not enough talent. It needed to be an elite offense and it just hasn't been uh, for whatever reason. Derek Carr has kind of underperformed uh, and they just haven't found haven't been able to get Devante, Waller, and Renfro all clicking at the same time. It's either been too Devante conscious, like it was in week one, or not yep. Devante conscious enough, as it's been uh, recently. So I think the Raiders, uh, if they lose this as well, they go to one and four. That's pretty much that's the division gone, uh, and I suspect it will be gone. Uh, the total is fifty-two, which is the highest total on the board. It's been trending up. I would, if forced, I would actually be still taking the over just because of the fact that Mahomes 
He put up 48 and 41 points against the Raiders last year. Uh, he might be able to cover this total by himself. Uh, and the Raiders, I do think, as underwhelming as the offense has been, like there is still so much talent there that they should have enough competence to be able to to score late um, when they're down 20. Uh, so I think they will have some garbage time potential there. And we saw what Tom Brady and the Bucks did last week, being able to, to put up scores when chasing. Now, you mentioned the uh, Edwards Alaire and Kelsey touchdown props. Are there any other uh, props, player markets in this game that you like? Um, you know, this is a tough market when I look at it because I, I was looking at Patrick Mahomes and I feel like he really could end at like 260 yards. But do you really want to take Patrick Mahomes under 280? Like, is that a, a recipe that you want? Because like you said, just like in the last game, had a ton of touchdowns, not a lot of yards. And now they don't have anyone to really stretch the field. And so if you notice his games aren't these massive performances in terms of yard production, but he's actually just getting his team down to the red zone. Uh, getting touchdowns basically on the ground with Elair and then a couple through the air. Um, one that I was kind of interested in, I think this line is kind of setting itself, would be Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller over 50 and a half. His lines, his mark has been kind of close to the 45 uh, number. I think they have to get Darren Waller going and he'll be a good safety valve for, like you said, when they're down 20 and they're just throwing the ball, needing to pick up first as, as many first downs as they can to kind of stay in the game or at least charge a comeback. So Waller would be where I was looking at if I were to take a player prop. Yeah, I think Waller, uh, this is kind of, this is it for him. Like if he yes. doesn't, um, if he doesn't perform tonight, he's going to be uh, getting dropped in a lot of fantasy lineups, I think, or at least, at least traded. My favorite player prop in this market is Josh Jacobs over 15 and a half receiving yards, which is a little niche. I've uh, been burned by the running back receiving <laughs> yards markets, but the Chiefs have been dreadful uh, defending running backs in the passing game. Jacobs has had 31 receiving yards each of the last two weeks against the Chiefs last year. He had 46 yards and 20 yards. I suspect that the Raiders, uh, it's not going to be a situation where they're running the ball in the second half to bleed out the clock. I think they will be throwing a lot. And I think that Josh Jacobs in 15 and a half receiving yards is not too much to ask for, for effectively a workhorse three down back uh, at this point. So give me the over on Josh Jacobs. All right, before we jump into some NBA win total bets in the Eastern Conference, if you want more betting, DFS, and fantasy advice right before kickoff tonight, tune into our NFL on NBC Sports YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Eastern as Vaughn Dalzell, Lawrence Jackson, and Kyle Dvorak answer your questions to kickoff between the Raiders and the Chiefs. Remember that uh, before Thursday night's game, uh, Vaughn did give out a 71 shot uh, in that that, uh, that won with no touchdowns in that magnificent <laughs> spectacle between the uh, Broncos and the Colts. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. 
If you think you can, visit airforce.com to learn more. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. All right, let's jump into uh, our favorite bets in the Eastern Conference, win totals. Uh, Start us off with your favorite over, Brad. Yeah, so mine is Raptors over 45 and a half. And I want to stress the importance, if you're betting win totals, these numbers are so sharp. Make sure you shop around for your lines to find the best possible win total. But they've hit this number in eight of their last seasons. Um, it, well, they hit over 45 in eight of, their, eight of their last nine seasons. I really like the Raptors, uh, especially because they're going to be more healthy than they were last year. Fred Van Fleet's going to be more healthy. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is going to be more healthy. And they have so much young talent that's poised for their next step. Uh, you, you think about OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, who had a magnificent rookie season. Malachi Flynn, who's out there playing in pro-amps, putting up 40 and 60 points, will finally start to get in the mix. And Precious Achua is going to kind of be the player that he was at Memphis. Uh, he's, he, it's kind of taking him a little bit of time to develop into that NBA talent. And then most importantly, this year, everyone is going to be on the tank. I think that you see teams like the Pacers – and the Wizards late in the season are going to start tanking to try to get that number one overall pick. Give me this team. All they have to do in my eyes is improve defensively because they already have the length in the skies and the scoring ability to be a good team. Uh, I just want them to be great and get me 46 or more wins. 
Yep, I like that. I would have this total closer to 48 and a half. I think that the Raptors, their floor is is offensive creation and, and dribble creation. And because outside of Fred Van Vliet, they don't really have someone who can do, you know, everything between uh, shoot, dribble and pass because um, everyone has their own weaknesses. But that only really rears its head to the to the max degree in the playoffs. In the regular season, they're just such a pain to play. Yes. They're so long. They're so athletic. They're going to bludgeon you on the offensive glass. Uh, and they have huge upside in Scotty Barnes. OG Ananobi has more in his game. Precious Secure, as you mentioned. So I'm with you there uh, on the over on the Raptors. Uh, now, who's your favorite under in the East? My favorite under, uh, the Indiana Pacers. And I just believe, so this could come to bite me. That's 24 and a half, and I'm going under. I do think this number is really low, but I am a firm believer. If the Pacers do not get off to a strong start this season, they're going to really focus on next year because they have so much good young talent in Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Smith, uh, Chris, Chris Duarte. So that could mean they trade off Miles Turner. They, although Buddy Heald is a new addition, they trade off Buddy Heald to get more picks and they really create a package to either entice that first overall pick or they really, really tank. I hate saying tank so much, but I was looking on uh, on social media and an anonymous NBA GM said, this will be probably the biggest tank season you've ever witnessed in the NBA. And I think it's true. When you have a 7-3 player who could play on both sides of the ball, who could shoot threes, who can create his own shot, coming out to be the first overall pick, I think it's something that you have to take a chance on the generational talent changing your franchise. Pacers don't play any defense. And I don't think that if you're in, if you're in the NBA, unless you have a squad full of superstars, if you're not going to play defense, you're not going to be in a lot of games. Yep, I'd make it a clear underdog in the market that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald end the season on this team just makes no <laughs> sense. And if you're if you're betting over paces twenty four and a half, like with twenty games to go, you better already be at like twenty two wins because <laughs> yeah. the bottom is going to fall out so much with these teams. Happens to Oklahoma City every year. You need to bank those wins uh, in the first three months of the season, really. So. I agree that despite the young talent, I think Benedict Matherin, he's going to be a Rookie of the Year candidate uh, as well. So I do think they have a lot of talent, but it's not going to translate to winning this season. Now, a team that does have talent that is going to translate to winning is my favorite over in the East, which is the Philadelphia 76ers. Over 51 and a half wins. I think this line should be a couple wins higher. I think the, the Sixers have a, a really good chance to get the one seed. Uh, and I think that when you're looking at these really high win totals that go into the 50s, the most important thing is just organizational incentives. Like, is the team obsessed with winning games in the regular season? For instance, the Bucks, they're not. The Warriors, they're not. They've done that. The Sixers haven't. They have a lot to prove. First full year with James Harden on the team. Tyrese Maxey still has to... He has another gear that he can get to to prove himself in the league. They've got a lot of depth as well, which is crucial when a win total is this high. Really like the additions of DeAnthony Melton, PJ Tucker, even Daniel House. Like they just have this toughness and defense element that they didn't last year. I think Joel Embiid is going to be gunning for the MVP that uh, much to his chagrin he didn't get last season. Uh, I think that the struggles of James Harden have been a little bit overstated. Like James Harden is still a top 25 player in the league. The pick and roll between James Harden and Joel Embiid was the most efficient play in basketball last season. It is unguardable. I think all this is going to add up to a team that has a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. And I think that they will be competing with the Celtics for the one seed in the East. 
Are you with me, Brad? Going over 51 and a half. I am actually with you. Uh, yes. For those who don't know, I'm a massive James Harden fan. Like I have a James Harden jersey from the last three teams he's been with. One thing that happened with James Harden this offseason that not a lot of people are talking about is he got into basketball shape. He got into basketball shape before the season starts, so he wasn't playing catch up. I think that makes them so much more deadly when James Harden, who is already a great basketball player, is going to be on top of his game to start the season. And Joel Embiid is going to be stat chasing, punishing teams because he wants that MVP. I think I think you're right there, and I think also they won 51 games last year, uh, and they did get like relative health from MB. It's not like he played 70 games though, yeah. and they didn't have obviously didn't have Ben Simmons. Only had James Harden for a stretch. Now you get the full year of Harden. Just everything fell to MB last season. I think that having Maxi another year along, having James Harden, having Tobias Harris be your fourth option, which is perfectly fine. I think that's going to take a bit of stress off of Embiid and he'll be more of a dominant defensive presence. Actually, I don't mind Joel Embiid as a dark horse for defensive player of the year um, just because of that. Uh, and he's, he's much longer uh, than, you know, other guys in the market like Robert Williams, who I think has no chance to win the award because yeah. he's going to miss months. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's turn negative. Uh, a team that's really been consumed by negativity in the offseason is the Charlotte Hornets. Their win total is 35 and a half. Now, they went significantly over this last year uh, and we're in the play-in tournament, but I just think that the East is so much better this season. I think the only team that's going to be terrible are the Pacers. I think that the Magic are going to be frisky. I think that the Pistons are going to be frisky. I think that there's a real chance that you know teams like uh, the Wizards and the Knicks are going to be better than the Hornets. And what I come back to with the Hornets is that you know, we're not expecting to see Miles Bridges at all this season. He was their second best player. He was in all star in all star consideration. And outside of Lamelo Ball, there's just no one on this team who can who can do anything yeah. unless you're counting on Terry Rozier and then Gordon Hayward, who's already injured uh, and has just been perpetually injured for what seems like half a decade now. Uh, and I think that if it's just Lamelo on offense, who isn't Luka Doncic. Lamelo is very good, but he's not a top 10 offensive player in the league. And if he's your hub offensively, and then they have a bad defense and no real path to having a good defense. And I just think that the, the big thing is what you touched on with the tanking is that if you have teams who are tracking for 37, 38 wins like Charlotte, like there's huge potential for them to just pull the rug out and just like, no, we're going all in for the tank. We're not going to go all out and try and be the Sacramento Kings and, you know, put our life on getting the 10 seed. Like they, there's huge potential for what should be a 36, 37 win team to just end up at 30, 31 because they are tanking. Uh, so I don't say much to love about the Hornets. Uh, are you with me on this under? Yeah, I don't like the Hornets this year. And it's it, for me, it's Miles Bridges. Like, man, what are you going to do without Miles Bridges? You're not going to have LaMelo Ball creating contact like you said like Luka Doncic he's not going to create contact get to the line as much as you think I really just think this is going to be the Hornets team who offensively just chuck up threes all game and I mean unless you're hitting at a very efficient clip that's really not a successful method or unless you have Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson um, and I don't think that no offense to LaMelo or Terry Rozier I just don't think they're at that level in terms of efficiency so this could be a team that is going to be under the buzzsaw a, a team that could another team who's going to blow it up like guys like Hayward get that contract off your books start fresh start young for next season 
Yeah, and I think that people think that Miles Bridges is like a three and D guy uh, who's more replaceable. Like Miles Bridges was their second offensive creator last year. He's a good passer, yeah. and he averaged he averaged twenty points a game in the league and was the most improved player candidate. So he's a huge absence, and they really didn't do anything to replace him. Okay, so we're going under Hornets, <laughs> under Pacers, and then over on the Raptors and the Sixers. Brad. You're the man. Before we get out of yes. here, uh, I'm just going to do a quick promo read. The basketball season is almost here and you can get a jump start on your draft with the Roto World Fantasy Draft Guide. Get player profiles, expert rankings, mock drafts, and more. Use code HOOPS5 at checkout and get your just $5. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Ed Plus today. Okay. We are done. Don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. From Jay Crouch and Brad Thomas, we'll be back tomorrow. Remember the Thai Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.